We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and a dark talk of looming conflict. Senator Rand Paul was allegedly assaulted at his own. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. There are fears a rapidly spreading virus has Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go, Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. So what message do the rest of us take from what's happened over the past three weeks? It's very simple. The message is force is more effective than voting. Elections change nothing. Rioting, by contrast, makes you rich and powerful. When you riot, prosecutors will ignore the law on your behalf. Corporations will send you millions. Politicians will kneel down before you. It works. Violence works. Welcome to Inside Four Walls with your host, James Madison. Please enjoy the show. Now, for this first upload of Inside Four Walls today, I want to build a timeline of events that span from the end of 2019 to just a short couple days ago. The tale of Quintez Brown, a journalist, an activist, a gun control activist, a civil rights leader, a church leader, a young man who, well, a twist of fate would happen eventually that would lead him down, oh, who am I kidding? This story is going to be very obvious as it goes on, and I'll add my little flair as we go, but from civil rights activist to attempted assassin, 
Here's the tale of Quintez Brown. And this is the 8 o'clock upload of Inside Four Walls. Disclaimer, I've been very sick over the last couple days. I think I had food poisoning. So if I sound out of it, or if I'm a little hard of hearing, or hard to hear, that is why. Without any further ado, let's get into the stories. Our first story today comes from the WDRB.com, which is a local news source in the Louisville area. Now, this story is an old one, as I said. This story is from June 22nd, 2021. LMPD asking for public help to find missing Louisville activist. Louisville, Kentucky, WDRB, a local columnist and activist, has been reported missing, and now the Louisville Metro Police Department is asking for the public's help to find him. According to LMPD, 20-year-old Quintez Brown was last seen on Saturday, June 19th, at 4 p.m. He, he is described as being 6 foot 1 inches tall and 140 pounds. your next new car or truck from John Jones. Browse online. Follow. A search is underway today. I have a short video I would like to play for you here. A search is underway today for a local activist who has disappeared. LMPD says officers and loved ones are trying to find 20-year-old Quintez Brown. He was last seen Saturday afternoon. Brown may be driving a blue 2005 Nissan Sentra with a Kentucky license plate 827AVK. LMPD says that this is a recent photo of Brown. He had recently shaved his head and beard. Brown has been an active in Louisville's chapter of Black Lives Matter and UofL's Youth Violence Prevention Research Center. If you see him or know where he may be, call Louisville Police. You heard that. A youth violence prevention volunteer and leader. Keep that in mind. Violence prevention. LMPD said Brown recently shaved his head and beard. Maybe driving a blue 2005 Nissan Sonata. Sinatra. You heard all this already. A report by the Courier Journal indicates that he recently worked as an intern for the newspaper and had been a frequent contributor to the outlet's opinion section. Brown, who has been active with Black Lives Matter Louisville and the University of Louisville's Youth Violence Prevention Reek. WDRB News in June of 2020 after demonstrating in downtown Louisville daily to voice his frustrations with how black people have been policed throughout the country. He also spoke out in 2019 about his discomfort with armed police serving as school resource officers in Jefferson County Schools. Anyone with any information on Brown's whereabouts is asked to call LMPD tip line 502 574 LMPD callers can remain anonymous. And that is the end of this article.
We now go to the Courier Journal. Missing Louisville writer Quinta Brown has been found safe, family and police say, by Billy Coblin, Louisville Cur- Courier Journal. Published July 1st, 2021. Now, in the meantime, between him going missing and him being found, people had turned on the police. They had started to believe that the police killed him or knew of his being harmed or in stress and covering up because he was such an outspoken journalistic voice. The point where people were using his name as an excuse to riot and burn down various cities, so on and so forth. And if that's not bad enough, again, this young man, to keep it nice and polite, protested on behalf of gun control, police defunding, well, or at least police reform, which for the most part, I can get behind police reform, and if the city wants to get rid of their police, by all means, let the city do so. But, let's get into this article. Louisville writer and activist Quintez Brown, who had been missing since June 19th, has been found safe. Police and family confirmed Thursday. Brown's parents said in a point... <coughs> Restart at Brown's. Three, two, one. Brown's parents said in a joint press release that he is, quote, with his family and he is safe. And they thanked all the people who helped search for him. Quote, we are asking for privacy and would appreciate everyone's patience and support while we tend to the most immediate need, which is Quintez's physical, mental, and spiritual needs, the statement said. Quote, Through this experience, it has been made evident that the institutions in Louisville are ill-equipped to support families and people in these situations. We encourage everyone to check in on those near to their hearts, end quote. Yes, uh, it is the city's fault that this guy decided to take a sudden spur-of-the-moment vacation out of town to New York City. No, I did not misspeak. That's where he was. He just MIA'd. Louisville Metro Police spokeswoman Beth Roth confirmed to Courier Journal that Brown was found safe and police are honoring the family's wishes and not commenting any further. A photo posted on Facebook just after 9am Thursday morning showed Brown smiling, standing with his arms around his father and two brothers. They appeared to be on a street in New York City. Quote, I found my mans. I want to thank everyone who prayed for my son and my family. Brown's father, Jacoby Daughtry, wrote in a Facebook post, quote, thanks to everyone who shared my post, without God and everyone's love, I wouldn't have found my son. <clears throat> Brown, 20 years old, last seen about two weeks ago by his family in Algoin Park. He is a University of Louisville student, a graduate of DuPont Manuel High School, who previously worked as an intern for the Courier Journal. He also has been a frequent contributor 
to the news organization's opinion section. He has been active in the civil rights and police reform movements in the community, especially during the protests spurred by the police shooting of Breonna Taylor. Breonna uh, Brown is an MLK scholar at U of L and founder of From Fields to Arena, a group committed to providing political education and violence prevention training to youths engaged in hip hop and athletics. After he went missing, family and friends formed several search parties, distributed flyers, and met at local met at locations around the city to look for. And this is the end of this article. Again by Billy Coblin, published July 1st, 2021. Now let's go into the more darker side of the story. We've had the prodigal tale, you could say. The, the child went missing while on vacation and has returned home safe and sound to the embrace of his mother, his father, and his two brothers. And presumably to what would have been a normal life of opinion writing and quote-unquote journalism. But for our friend here, young Mr. Quintez Brown, a gun control activist, a police reform activist, and a you know, man of my own heart in this respect, a counter-establishment journalist and opinion piece writer. Except... We now go to the Hill for our next story. Louisville Police Mayoral Candidate Targeted in Shooting by Olafin Ocean, cool name, published February 14th, 2022. Louisville Metro Police Department. Louisville Metro Police Department said a city mayoral candidate was targeted in a shooting incident on Monday. The Associate Press reported. Louisville Metro Police Department Chief Erica Shield said in a media briefing that mayoral hopeful Craig Greenberg, a Democrat, was the individual targeted in the incident. Shields said Greenberg was in his campaign's office when the incident occurred, according to the AP. Quote, Mr. Greenberg and his staff were successfully ushered away from the building, and he was not struck in his person, although it does appear as though around as though around did strike a piece of his clothing, Shield said, quote, The responding officers detained an individual who we believed is responsible for the shooting. End quote. Shield said the suspect was apprehended by authorities outside of Greenberg's office, adding no motive has been determined in the case. The AP reported, quote, We also have no reason to believe at this time that this individual was acting 
anything but alone, end quote, Shields said. In a tweet, Greenberg confirmed that he had he and his team are safe in the aftermath of the ordeal, thanking the public for their support. Quote, My team and I are fortunately all safe. We are here with the LMPD now. I will provoke, provide an update as soon as possible, Greenberg wrote in a statement. Quote, Thank you for the outpouring of support. And quote, Greenberg recently launched his mayoral campaign last year and has built a large fundraising total in a crowded race to replace current Louisville Mayor Craig or Greg Fisher, a Democrat. The AP has noted. And that is the end of this article. Louisville Police Mayoral Candidate Targeted in Shooting from the Hill, published on the 14th of February 2022. Our next and final story for today comes from the Courier Journal once again. Louisville Bail Group Post Bond for Quintez Brown, Craig Greenberg Shooting Case Suspect. Now, here's where the, uh, I don't know, I, I built this facade up, or at least I, I, I pretended to half-assedly put a, a, a facade of, like, the, the hero corrupted journey, but I definitely did a half-ass one. And uh, this has a lean, uh, a left-leaning coverage on it. Forty-two percent of left-leaning out. Uh, so coverage of this particular story, the bail group. It's forty-two percent on the left, forty-five percent to the right, and thirteen percent in the middle. It's largely AP talking about it. Ah. So did I, uh, did I successfully build up the suspense? It's always... So article begins. Louisville Bail Group posts bond for Quintez Brown, Craig Greenberg shooting case suspect by Lucas Albeck, Louisville Courier Journal. Published February 16th. At 8.02 p.m. February 16th, 2022. The person in this photo is uh, wearing a trans people belong t-shirt. It's always, uh, it's always these group bailing out violent extremists. Meanwhile, they point the finger in my general direction of their political compass and says, We're the, uh, the ones backing extremists and violent groups. Alright, preach a little harder. Louisville, Kentucky. Quintez Brown, the Louisville activist accused of trying to murder mayoral candidate Craig Greenberg, has been released on bail from the county jail. Brown was freed around 7.30pm Wednesday after the money was put forward by the Louisville, Louisville County Bail Fund, a local group that raises money to free defendants in criminal cases and connected them with pre-trial support resources. His bond has been set 
to $100,000 on Tuesday morning by Judge Annette Carroll after prosecutors initially recommended $75,000. Brown will be subject to home incarceration. Ooh, home arrest. That's that cozy shit Bill Cosby's got. Brown, who is also a Metro Council candidate for former Courier-Journal intern and opinion writer, has been charged with attempted murder and four counts of wanton endangerment after police say he fired a Glock handgun at Greenberg with one of the bullets incoming close enough to graze Greenberg's sweater. Not the sweater. Craig Greenberg shooting. Mayor hopeful Greenberg doesn't want his shooting to divide Louisville. It's already begun. Brown also faces four counts of wanted endangerment in connection with four of Greenberg's staffers who were in the room at the time of the shooting. He has pled not guilty. No one was injured despite the bullets being fired at close range. Yeah, the office was only something like 700 square feet. It wasn't a very big room. No one was injured despite bullets being fired at close range, according to an arrest citation. Brown was arrested 10 minutes later, about half a mile from Butchertown, from Butchertown Market, the popular shopping center and business hub where Greenberg's election headquarters is located. Brown was in possession of a loaded 9mm magazine, along with a handgun, a handgun case, and additional magazines. The citation said his attorney, Rob Eggert, told the Courier-Journal earlier Tuesday his client is, quote, severely mentally ill and needs treatment, not prison. I would like to remind you that in the previous article, the last one, um, we read from the Courier-Journal where they talk about the family wanting to, uh, let's see, quote, Though through this experience, it's been evident that the institutions in Louisville are ill-equipped to support families and people in situations. We encourage everyone. Oh, that's the wrong one. Quote: We are asking for privacy and would appreciate everyone's patience and support while we tend to the most immediate needs, which is Quintez's physical, mental, and spiritual needs. That article is from the first article we read from the Courier-Journal. And that's from last year. They wanted to focus on his mental health. Now here, they're going for the, my client is not mentally well. So this will be a running theme. It's pre-established that, um, across different articles, that he is having mental issues. And this goes all the way back to 2021. I'll touch back on this later. I just wanted to put it for, uh, on your little notepad there. Back to the article. And this is the article, uh, the last article for today. Brown appeared to have had a mental health breakdown and hasn't slept for days or weeks, Eckbert said. Uh, I believe you will die after only about 12 or 14 days of no sleep. Janelle Helm, an organizer with Black Lives Matters Louisville, confirmed to the Courier-Journal on Wednesday afternoon the Louisville Community Bail Fund posted Brown's bail. 
and said the, the group used money that had already been raised, Louisville bail funds, to meet the group's bailing Louisville protesters from jail. I'll back to that later. I'll, uh, I'll link that story in the description too. Those behind the fund previously worked to bail out others charged with <coughs> We started those. Three, two, one. Those behind the fund have previously worked to bail out others charged with crime who can't make bail, including protesters arrested during the racial justice marches. So, you mean the rioters arrested during the racial justice marches? Uh, whole sentence is uh, factually incorrect. Including the rioters arrested during the racial justice riots in the wicked Breonna Taylor's death. Quote, We have enough to take care of him and connect him with mental health care, Helms said. Quote, We got a lot of money in 2020. We're doing exactly what we would do for anyone else in this situation. And quote, Helms said, The bail fund often helps people find mental health counseling while they await trial. Quote, they're not done with this case be- because they made bail, she said, quote, In the meantime, jails and prisons do not rehabilitate people. The communities have been doing that. And, quote, Brown, 21 years old now, is a part of Black Lives Matter's Louisville community. Helm said those involved with the group were, quote, shaken up by the accusations against Brown and are, quote, conf- concerned for his mental health, Helm added. Speaking Thursday afternoon with host Terry Myers, Miners, my apologies, on 840 WHAS, Greenberg generally declined to comment on whether he thought a $100,000 bond was an appropriate figure for someone accused of attempted murder and four counts of wanted endangerment, saying he, quote, hadn't the time to react to that specific number. Quote, he sounds comfortable with it. Grinberg said he never met Brown and said while he wasn't sure of the motive and was, quote, empathetic with whatever led the suspect to do to that point, and quote, violent criminal actions should have consequences. He said his family and campaign team would make sure safety is a top priority moving forward. Quote, I believe that if he's released on bail, he will be subject to home incarceration program. Is my understanding is what would happen, Greenberg told Miners. Quote, but I am concerned about my team and my family's safety and my safety. And we'll be taking precautions for the duration of this campaign to ensure that everyone associated with us is safe. Metro Councilman Anthony Bettini, a Republican, criticized Brown's release, saying officials should have set Brown's bail higher than 100000 Quote, Attempted murder on Monday. Attempted murder on Monday. Go home on Wednesday. This case is highlighting every everything wrong with our criminal justice system in Louisville. Brown had previously been had previously been reported missing in June of 2021, but was found 12 days later in New York City. 
after he after he was found, his family asked for privacy while his physical and mental and spiritual needs were addressed. So, didn't they're gonna touch on that? Brown's release from jail comes as the Kentucky General Assembly considers House Bill 331, which would outlaw quote charitable bail organizations from operating in the state. Such organizations pull donations from the public and use the money to pay the bill, to pay the bail for defendants in criminal cases. This bill is sponsored by Republican State Representative John Blanton of Saliersville and Jason Nemes of Louisville. Helm told the Courier-Journal that the bill would not apply to the Louisville Community Bail Fund, though, as she contended, it isn't a charitable bail organization. Louisville Metro Corrections, meanwhile, has been in the spotlight recently after six deaths were reported at the downtown facility since November 2021, including five that occurred in a six-week span. It is nice to know that government-funded prisons are doing just dandy. Two new assistant chiefs have been hired in February, and the city has ordered an outside review of the deaths and the conditions inside the jail. Helm said current conditions inside Metro Corrections were... A concern to those in the activist community who knew Brown saying jail is quote a financial destination is a final destination for black folks in this state and quote quote everything we do is preventative nothing we do is increasing violence in the city Helm added quote We've opened a clinic. We're making sure people get food and housing. What people are what people are in dire need of, regardless of their criminal background. This story may be open to updates. That is the end of this article. And now we go on to my uh, final thoughts on this. Actually, slight change in plans. Uh, I was not aware that the mayoral candidate has given a public presser since the event, so I'm going to play that for you now. This can be found at the WHAS11 YouTube channel. First, I am blessed. My team is blessed. No one was physically injured today. This morning, I was gathered for a brief meeting with my campaign team, four of my incredible teammates in our campaign office. A man walked into our office. When we greeted him, he pulled out a gun, aimed directly at me, and began shooting. The individual closest to the door managed to bravely get the door shut We barricaded the door and the suspect fled. Let me say again that all of us are blessed and I'm blessed to be standing here today with you. 
Despite one bullet coming so close that it grazed my sweater and my shirt, no one was physically harmed. And we're extraordinarily grateful for our safety. We are shaken, but safe. I'd like to especially thank the swift response of the Louisville Metro Police Department, the ATF, and all the law enforcement officers who secured the scene within minutes and are working this case. I'm so proud and grateful for these brave men and women who work hard every day to keep all of us in Louisville safe. I want to thank everyone in the Louisville community and beyond who has reached out to my team and I today for your outpouring of support. At this time, we need to allow law enforcement to do their work. And so I'll not be commenting further about the situation or speculating on the shooter's motivations while police complete their ongoing investigation. Today is not a day for politics, but it's not lost on me that the violence my staff and I experienced today is far too common in our city. Too many Louisville families have experienced the trauma of gun violence. Too many in Louisville were not as blessed as my team and I were today to survive. Clearly, much more work needs to be done to end this senseless gun violence and make Louisville a safer place for everyone. Together, I know we will get there. Thank you very much, and I'm happy to answer some questions. I'm shaken up. It was a surreal experience, and mostly right now, I just want to get home to my wife and sons and give them a hug. I haven't been able to see them all day. I've been with LMPD all day. My team and I have been cooperating with them and working with them, and um, that's what I want most is just to get home to my family. I'm, I'm not going to be commenting on any of my observations beyond what I said today about the specifics in that regard with respect to the suspect. I'm not, I'm not going to be disclosing exactly who that was, but the, you know, the gunman came to the, stood in the doorway as, as he fired the shots. And um, one of my teammates was standing to the side of the door and was able to get the door slammed and then he and other teammates that were closer to the door just threw through tables and desks to barricade us in. I'm very fortunate to have a great team of brave people who responded in that way. We're all very blessed. It, it, it all happened so quick, but it's um, it's a very surreal experience. I know there are far too many other people in Louisville who have experienced that same feeling. I'm fortunate that was the first time that's happened to me. I certainly hope it's the last, and I'll do everything possible I can to make sure no one else has to experience that, having a gunshot at them and then gunshots fired. Do we have any earlier notice that there was a hole in the back of your sweater? Is that where the bullet grazed you? Yes. Okay. 
I'm, I'm not going to comment that 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 impacts the investigation. So the police um, have asked me not to comment on that, and they're they're doing the investigation right now. We move forward with resolve, and knowing that we as a community need to work together. Doesn't matter what your political party is, what part of the city you live in, what your gender, race, or anything else about you. I think everyone in Louisville wants to be safe, and so we as a community need to band together, work together, put any other differences that we have aside to end this senseless gun violence that's plaguing our city. It's been the number one issue I've been talking about since I launched my campaign. And now today's just give me even more resolve being impacted by it the way that my team and I now have just give us a new resolve to work together with the community to end this senseless gun violence. Yeah, we can just let's just go this way. I I'm not going to be commenting on that at this time. So LMPD has been great about that and advising us of the uh, services that are available um, through LMPD and the private sector as well. I've encouraged everyone on my team um, to, to speak with prof a professional to talk about the trauma that they experienced today. Um, and I plan to do that also at some point as well. But again, tonight I'm most focused on getting home to my family and being with them. There were five of us in the office, so myself and four other teammates. And um, when I first spoke with my wife, it was an emotional conversation. I was um, just wanted to know her to know that I was safe and uh, we were still in our offices, so we had not left yet. Um, so I, I knew we were safe at that point in time, but I also was being asked to cooperate with the investigation. So we haven't had that much time today other than brief conversations throughout. One more. One more. Describe the, how you're feeling the moment you realize that you're not okay. Blessed. Blessed. When those of us who were in our office today, you know, the first thing we did was checking in to make sure everybody was okay. Um, and then we immediately grabbed a, a cell phone to dial 911 and um, just, you know, just we all, we all felt lucky. And just uh, we are fortunate that LMPD arrived so quickly on the scene and that nobody was hurt. Thank you all so much again. I really appreciate it. And we will continue to stay in touch. Seventy-five vitamin. So let's talk about that. I have a few. Uh... Of course, there's a lot of conspiracy theories being thrown around about this. And I, I'm not going to sit here and give people shit for having conspiracy theories. Hell, there's a lot of times when I've jumped on conspiracy theories. And over the course of this show's history, I've been right some of the times, and I've been wrong some of the times. I'd probably say I have a decent uh, hit-miss ratio. Uh, I'm no Alex Jones, but I'm also no, I'm not, not super off either. Uh... As weird as it is to say, I, I, I don't think the story is done. I don't think the story is cut and dry either. 
Because there's a lot you have to take into account and break down here. This is a BLM activist. Now, let's... Okay, so through the eyes of a normie. Alright, bear with me. You, uh... You fucking autismos who are obsessed with this culture war shit like me. From the normie perspective, the reasonable assumption is this guy supports BLM. Hence, he must be a Democrat. He must support Democrats. So, why would a Democrat activist attack a Democrat candidate? Why would a gun control act advocate why would you know a gun control advocate the do a, a attempt of mass shooting because there are some reports here this number floated around is between four and six people so four to six people plus the mayoral candidate I think that quantifies for a mass shooting or at least an attempted one. And he's already out back, well, home. That's almost the same as being free. He ain't locked up. And if the prisons, or the Kentucky jails are really that bad, well, sounds like he got quite lucky. It seems like everyone here got quite lucky, actually. From the candidate who just got grazed to the staffers who didn't get hit despite multiple discharges and even the shooter himself gets to serve his lock up time at home with family and loved ones it's weird it uh it, it comes together too well almost doesn't it no consequences nothing severe and on the one hand it's very fortunate. It's very. It, it's a fortunate outcome that no one was injured. But at the same time, it's a little weird. And I can't criticize anyone for being conspiratorial while they're looking at this because it's it's a little weird. Now we know that a lot of BLM activists are not Democrats. They are not Republicans either. They tend to be apolitical. On the left side of the political compass, uh, pseudo-communists, pseudo-Marxists, that kind of shit. And another weird conspiracy theory I've seen thrown around is the idea that he set this up on himself to give him more exposure. That is a possibility. Uh, uh... A false flag incident to draw more attention to your campaign. But the thing is, he's already wildly outperforming almost everybody else he's running against, from what I've gathered. He's right in the top. This isn't a major campaign. He's not super in bed with anyone else, from what I've gathered. He's a fairly just this, this Democrat, woke, progressive old dude. Running for office, and he's, uh, might get in. I, I don't see uh, why he would perform a false flag on himself. 
but it is a possibility. You know, we, we do have a lot of glowies, and there's a... It, there, this is a good way... So, okay, from the outset, you have the... I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a candidate. I want to win. I want to get more attention to me. I stage a, a false flag event. But should something go wrong, and that slim chance that something goes wrong, and someone actually gets hurt or killed... There goes your campaign. Especially if it comes out, that would be linked to you. But there is one conspiracy theory I have heard that I do kind of... I I, I like it. I don't think it's real. I don't think it's... You know, I don't think it's what happened, but I do kind of like the point. Now, I've said for a minute that you're going to see the Democrat Party as a whole do everything they can to throw BLM under the bus. And they're going to try and do it in a very white gloves kind of way. Meaning, uh, it's, uh, they're going to handle it delicately. They're going to try and throw them under the bus without alienating anybody. That's what they're going to try and do. So, in an event like this, BLM activist goes fucking postal does a shooting on a candidate. No one gets killed, but nonetheless, it's a BLM activist who performed a shooting, or an attempted shooting. That will allow them to throw the demonized BLM or a BLM in press footage, and in conversations, and in public outings. So that's their way to demonize BLM. Which, fair enough, it's a, it's a horrible group, and it's about time, you know, people start waking up to how fucking horrid BLM really is. And, it also gives them the angle to argue for gun control. Now, my stance on that is quite simple. When you make laws, laws only apply to people who are already naturally, you know proposed to uh, be law-abiding, inherently follow-the-rule type of individuals. And the people who break the law are going to be criminals anyway. Hence the name criminal. There will be always people who break the law. So, gun laws, gun restrictions, they don't work because people will always break them. And I'll tell you right now, if you got people who are hunters in your life, and you're like, ah, you know, they're responsible people... Not here right now. <laughs> There's a decent chance they got some uh, something they're not supposed to have. An attachment, whatever. They got something they're not supposed to necessarily have in their collection. But, regardless of what people think or say, I, uh, until further details come out, I think this is just some psycho he went rogue chose a candidate they probably had some past history or maybe something that goes a little bit deeper I uh, maybe at some point uh, dude's campaign worked with BLM and you know Quintez Brown and this mayoral candidate crossed paths back then I don't know. I don't think there's much more. I don't think there's a state conspiracy theory to this. It's a tiny campaign. But who knows? 
we'll see what comes of it in time. Uh, I, I, I don't... Conspiracy theories should never be fully written off. But at the same time, we need to look at reasonable, more likely outcomes. Like, play. We, we, we can't go for the most far-fetched things. We have to work our way there. When all other reasonable answers are proven wrong, then the most far-fetched is all that remains. That's not how the real quote goes, but something along those lines. That being said, we'll follow the story if any more comes out of it. I think we might see a little bit more in the next coming days or months. Who knows? Uh, that being said, my name is... Uh, I, I'm sick as hell. Uh, I'm James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls. And uh, I'm going to blow my nose. <laughs>